guys, welcome to the Got Nothing Podcast. I'm your host, David Garcia, and today I'm here with Chris Neaton. Que pasa, mi amigos? And Alex A. What up? And today we're going to be talking about the Black Panther Party. We've all done our own research on this topic, and Alex, let's start with you. What did you do your research on? My research was about why did the Black Panthers form? At first, they formed because their purpose was to patrol African-American neighborhoods to protect residents from acts of police brutality. The Black Panthers helped by launching 35 different survival programs to provide help for their community, such as free education, legal aid, transportation assist, free shoes, and many more. Later, in January 1969, the Black Panthers started a free breakfast program for children in Oakland, California, where kids will be fed right before school. They also wanted rights, like a full-time employment, to make more money for their programs to keep on using. They also wanted a better a better education for the kids to learn. And the most importantly was they wanted to end the police brutality because of the race. They also wanted rights for the public transportation in the bus. They no longer wanted to sit in the back of the bus. They wanted to sit anywhere they wanted to. Any questions? No, not really. You, Chris? No, not at all. So, David, what was your topic about? My topic was why the Black Panther Party was considered to be a huge threat to the United States. Now, like you were saying, the Black Panther Party was created initially to help support the black and oppressed communities, but in 1970, they made an alliance with the SNCC, who a year prior to their alliance actually gave up on nonviolence tactics. This led to them having a more international outlook on their new goal, which was to abolish imperialism, leaving all their past goals behind. They didn't really help the communities beyond that point. Some of the ways they supported this plan was to arm themselves with the weapons they got from stealing from banks, saying that Americans stole everything they own today. I feel most people would think this is a bad thing, but apparently they had support from 62% of blacks in New York, Detroit, Birmingham, and a few other places. This is pretty good for the organization, seeing as how they were able to gain many members from it and gain support from foreign oppressed countries. They also pledged unity to other groups struggling with imperialism, capitalism, fascism, and racism. They did all this to improve their relations with the foreign countries and to be able to send troops to those countries to familiarize themselves with the land. With all this power, the Black Panther Party now began to make like police assaults, prison revolts, and bombings. The bombings alone created damages worth of around $25 million. This was enough to make the head director of the FBI, J. Edgar Hoover, to declare that the BPP, or Black Panther Party, was the number one national threat to internal security of the United States. And soon after, the Black Panther Party became even more threatening when the SNCC representative John Wilson made a statement saying that it was their job to disrupt the American society by any means necessary. The U.S. government made many attempts to disrupt their activities in doing this, but the Black Panther Party was always aware of their plans, which kind of led me to think that there was an inside man, because how else would they know the government's plans before the government actually made an attempt with those plans? The Black Panther Party also had a group stationed in Algeria, and they were financially aided by Cuba. All of these things are why the Black Panther Party was considered to be a huge threat to the U.S. Now, Chris, what was your topic for the Black Panther Party? Wow, thanks for asking, David. My topic is the imprisonment of Huey Newton. 
The reason Huey Newton was in prison was because he was charged in the fatal shooting of a 23-year-old police officer named John Frey during a traffic stop. You know, he was hospitalized after the shooting, and you know, because bang, bang, he got shot. And as he was hospitalized, he was cuffed to the gurney uh, while Andy was heavily guarded. The room was heavily guarded. So bada-bing, bada-bam, you know... Now, the full story of the shooting was that, you know, Huey Newton had a pardon, had apparently a companion with him or an accomplice or whatever. I don't know what to call it. Yeah, but uh, apparently he had an accomplice with him before the shooting happened. And then the shooting happened, and then the accomplice was gone. Ooh. You know, there was also some speculation that cops were like, hey, that's a no-no. We ain't, we ain't like black people. Because we're racist and stuff. Yeah, but... You know, that's the full story of the shooting. While he was in prison, he almost spent all the time in his jail cell. You know, he didn't get to socialize with all the other criminals. Because he's a bad man. And he's not even good enough to hang out with the regular criminals. Because, oh, he's so bad. He's a black man. And he shot a cop. Bang, bang. Anyway, so the jury decided that... Huey Newton was was sentenced to prison and for 215 years. When Huey Newton was released from prison, he subsequently renewed the focus to the movement. When he was released from prison, he focused on survival programs like the Free Breakfast for Children program that Alex talked about. Anyway, the group split due to differences between all the different people that had different beliefs, and that's all I'm saying. Uh, you can't say that in Spanish. Alright, that's it for today. Thank you guys for watching, and thank you to Christian Eaton and Alex A for contributing to the topic. Tune in next time for more random info on things, and I will see you guys next time.